named Kablooey. Kablooey, he says. He said Kablooey, and I said Kablooey. I said Kablooey, Because I assume that's, the, yeah. that's what we say when we hit the record button. That's what uh, we say when we start a podcast, apparently. <laughs> Kablooey. I just wanted to give you something easy to find is Kablooey. Kablooey. <laughs> This is how we're starting podcast now. Welcome back to the Elden Ring Review Podcast. The podcast all about Elden Ring and nothing else. Don't be twit don't get it twisted. Don't think it's about anything else. This is about Elden Ring. And we're gonna start off by talking about Elden the Ring. Intricate mechanics of Elden Ring. Please. I'm sorry, I just us. got really excited. <laughs> Kablooey. Kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, fellas? It's been a bit. Like we haven't we haven't talked a lot this week, so or in the past two weeks. So how you guys doing? I want to know. Uh, doing all right. All Hating right. my job, you know the usual. The usual, hating his job. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just living the dream, man. I'm just living the dream. Is that this so? guy's dreaming over here? Is so, I mean, so, I don't know. I've kind of liked my job. I actually went to my work first uh, social function held by a co-worker. Okay. Um, it went pretty well, except my wife left her glasses in our lift, and she noticed as soon as it left, and we still haven't heard back. Oh, boy. So, that was a lot of fun. Um, but these things happen. They do, they do. They do. Um... Was this part of your best day ever? Or no. was this, no. you know? Okay. So I was telling you guys that I had a really great day and I might have oversold it, but I'll just say it was a really great start to a day. So uh, part of my job is I have to help deliver uh, laptops to schools uh, that they're going to hand out to students later on. And they're, they're heavy. They're heavy. We have a box truck and we deliver them in big plastic crates. And it's a lot of work. Um, I kind of like it actually because I like the exercise. I don't know if if that's weird. No, it's no, not. I don't think that's weird. <laughs> I, I like I like that I get to do both like physical labor and like regular kind of easier stuff at work. Yeah, I um, can understand that. But we got an early start delivering these these laptops, and it turns out they were in a gymnasium. The carts that they were going in, and my coworker and I had pre-plotted to bring a basketball with us. <laughs> so nice. we bring it along we have these laptops and we get there and wouldn't you know it they already have like three basketballs there and the gym is wide open it is like singing for us to come play and like do it on the clock so we finish up our work and we're shooting around for a while we it felt we must have shot around for like like two hours right on the clock and we get outside and we look and it had been maybe like 30 minutes. <laughs> so, I don't now, know. I think now it's a- I need to know. Hold on. Before you continue, did it feel like two hours like you were tired or it just felt like two hours like you were having so much fun it felt like time kind of stood still? We were, we were just shooting around and like it was a really great sesh. Like I'm nailing three pointers everywhere. It's it's a great time, dude. I'm I am also sweating buckets. Okay. So, but we like it's already a pretty good day when you achieve time traveled simply playing basketball. Um, 
but we we get outside. We're having like a little like exposition cutscene. You know, we're kind of just talking, getting to know each other, uh, sitting in the back of the truck, having some beverages. And that's when I look up the block. It's just like a little suburban intersection nearby. And it's uphill. And I see these two kids coming down on bikes. And one of them has an extra bike that he's holding, like coasting down with them. Okay. And he asked me, like, does that kid have two bikes? And I look and I'm like, yeah, he definitely has two bikes. And I thought about it for a second. And I said, we're probably going to see him wipe out. And they get, a little, they get across the intersection and he looks pretty confident. I, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And then he drops his phone. And I'm like, all right, that counts. And as soon as he got right next to our truck, he beefs it 100%. Skids like 10 feet. These two bikes are blowing up all over the place. And I'm just like holding back laughter in the truck. And I look at Matt, my coworker, and I couldn't resist. I had to say, swish. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I I have one one question about this, and it kind of, I feel like it'll set the tone for the story. How old was the kid about? Like you he say kid, be, you're not talking about like like a nine-year-old, right? No, no, we're talking about a teenager. Oh, okay. like a teenager, okay. Like a teenager, there are two of them. And like the, the natural thing that people have asked me is, did, did he steal that bike? And I'm going to say no, because their friend eventually came around who was at Wawa. You could tell because he had his lunch in a Wawa bag. Okay. And he just... He was so disdainful. He comes up and he's like, look at you. <laughs> you You're a disgrace. Garbage. <laughs> it was great. It was Who great. That just made here. my day. And that was, that's all transpired before 1045. That's, that's pretty great. I would have, I would have immediately looked at the kid and been like squid beefed in. <laughs> Kids not even gonna know, not even gonna know what I'm talking about. That was the vibe. That was totally the vibe. He was lucky too that we were there. We had a first aid kit, but like I don't know. I guess uh, maybe I'm a bad person that I had a great day just because I played basketball and watched some teenager like totally beef it. But I think it's pretty great. I think I got I got paid for all of this, and I love it. I I have one basketball related story that has to do with work so we were working doing bathrooms in a high school at the time it was like right during like spring break or whatever and it's me and one other guy we go in and the way we had to go through the building we had to go through their gymnasium so we get in there and there's basketballs and me and him are sitting there and you know we took a few shots I'm like I'm not gonna let you play too long Cause obviously I got to be the guy that brings them in or it's going to be bad for me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> me and him are sitting there. We shoot a few basketballs and I'm standing like maybe 30, 35 feet away from the net. And he goes, all right, fine. If you sink this shot from there, he's like, I'll go and, and, and do what needs to be done for the day. You know, I'm like, you're going to do it anyway because you're here to be paid, like, to work. But I said to him, I'm like, all right, fine. How about this? I'm like, if I sink this shot, you're working and you're working for nothing. If I don't sink it, you don't have to work today and you get paid for the whole day. And he's like, 
Let's do it. Motherfucker, I turned into Steph Curry the minute we made this bet. Because I swished this shit on him. Nice. So, obviously, I paid him. But it was just funny the way it went down. He's like, I can't believe you made that. Because I was missing, like, basic layups. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I nailed this, like, 32-foot three-pointer. And it's like, yep. When when money's on the line, it's very different. The hustle is I believe real. they call that a hustle. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do, sir. It's usually reserved for pool. But I ain't going to hustle anybody when it comes to basketball. <laughs> I'm five foot eight. Like the only thing I got is maybe some defense. That's about it. <laughs> Yo, come see us in the free throw playoffs. Yeah, the free throw playoffs. They, they. You're, you're right. You're right. The free. Throw I've been playoffs. in the summer leagues. You know, trying to get better. Going in the G League. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, like it's funny how one of those moments, like specifically the bike. I would have, I would not have been able to keep my composure. I would have been dying. I would have been. The laughing. fortunate thing is, I was sitting in the box truck, and like he, like, so I, I was sitting on the side near the street, so closer to him. And it happened that I couldn't watch the initial impact, but I immediately whip around and see him skidding. And he, it was a good skid, dude. This was the maybe we should got tape measure out. Might have been world record. Damn. Um, All right. You know, we'll we'll never know for sure, but like legend has it, this is this is the one that got away. I guess this is this is a real fish story. Um, but oh, it was so good, dude. But I wouldn't, I would not have been able to hold back my laughter. Like, I, I was I, able to hide I, in the truck I, and not I show give it. you. I give you credit for being able to hide it because I would have just no. been laughing like right in the kid's face. All the credit goes to my coworker who went and got the first aid kit and was very professional to him because I just like sat in the truck with my back to the, the wall nearest them, just like silently cackling. <laughs> I know exactly. Because that made like, my I, day. I picture it in my head. I hear it. I hear the. <laughs> yes. That's the exact laugh. Oh, my God. That's what was happening. <laughs> like the inhale. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> Pat turns into a goose when he laughs, like trying not to be heard. It's like rubbing a cheese grater across a like a sheet of aluminum. <laughs> but no, like I would not have been able to I would not have been able to help this kid. Like I would have been like <laughs> You idiot. Maybe ride one bike first, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what are you thinking? This is obviously always a terrible idea. How are you going to stop? He had no he had no plan. There like, were like still stopped, two or three blocks of downhill. to magically stop, dude? Like, yeah, exactly. No. It doesn't level out. Like, it was just all downhill for like two more blocks. This, oh, this kid was absolutely fucked. He was in it. I get there the was credit no for going plan. for it. Like I gotta give him sure. credit for going for it. Like yeah, but something like that. Like even as a as a teenager, like you get halfway down and you're like, "Fuck, this was a bad idea." Yeah, uh, but like you're committed because like you don't have any other choice. Gentlemen, uh, like, I propose a theory. 
Heavy. Teenagers are just stupid. <laughs> yeah. They're just fucking stupid. Uh, God bless them. I, I would agree, but only on a technicality. Teenagers are only stupid because they haven't had time to get smart yet. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But they're still stupid. They are. I, I, like I said, I'm agreeing. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. But I also don't think it's excuse. their fault necessarily. Like, think about the fact that at one point we played car football, where we were driving down a main road, a, a four lane main road, throwing a football back and forth while moving between two different cars when we were teenagers. That's a really dumb idea. <laughs> uh, we played full contact hockey on concrete. My brother got a really bad concussion one time. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a new segment on the podcast called How Are We Still Alive? Oh, baby. Dude. Are we talking about as individuals or as like a species? I Us both. as individuals, but I suppose that too. <laughs> You know, I'm, because I'm like open. a lot of these are common experiences. <laughs> now I will say this: it was something that I was very proud of when I was a teenager. I'm not as proud, but I'm still kind of proud as an adult. I was playing baseball with a couple of kids on my street, and this one kid kept riding up and down the street, like on his bike, getting in the way when we were playing. We're like, dude, you need to stop. Like we're in the middle of a game and you keep getting in the way. And he kept doing it on purpose. And I just said, this kid's maybe 12. At the time I was like 16. So I'm like, dude, if this kid gets in the way again, he's done. He's done. It's over. So I'm up the bat. I hit, I'm going towards first. He's riding down the sidewalk, which is right where first base is. I'm running that way. He's coming this way. I just jump up because he's coming right for me. I jump up and hit this kid with the side of my knee so hard. He goes flying off his bike. I just kept running. I went straight to second. I wasn't stopping. This is baseball, goddammit. Fan interference doesn't matter. <laughs> There's no stopping in baseball. But... At this time, is street ball. At the time, I was so proud of this. I was like, dude, I destroyed him. <laughs> I was so proud of it. As an adult, I'm still kind of proud of it. <laughs> but you know what they say, history is written by the victors. I won that day. Him and his bike definitely lost. <laughs> Just like the kid with you today. He lost with two bikes. <laughs> he lost big time. <laughs> big time. Oh, wonderful. Oh, God. <sighs> Being a teenager was funny. Yeah. It was quite the time. But you know what? That's over. And you know what is happening now? The What's Elden that? Ring review? Yes! You Holy knew it. Cow. See, you knew exactly where I was going with this. Hell yeah, dude. We need to get back talking about the VR element of Elden Ring. Like, there's the VR element, the virtual reality element, and I I'll be honest, I just got like two, three days ago. No, a week ago, maybe. I don't remember what day. <laughs> time time has... It was, it was sometime between a month ago and, and like, now. just now. <laughs> Pretty yes. recently. 
I got a Quest 2. You know, I heard the news that they were getting rid of the Facebook login and all that crap. So it's like, you know what? Let me get it. Let me get my hands on one. I want to play VR again. I haven't been in it in forever. Um, but I really enjoyed it when, when I had it, when I had my Vive, I really enjoyed VR. But the biggest problem was at the time, there wasn't a ton of games to choose from. And I think that's still a bit of an issue, but a little bit less of an issue now than it was then. Um, so I won, I wound up selling it also because I was moving and I didn't feel like dealing with moving the VR headset at the time. Like There's another the, thing to lug around. Exactly. Like I didn't feel like dealing with all that crap. So I was like, I'm going to sell it. But I got to say, like, I am super impressed with the Quest 2 because I never used it up until I bought it. Like, and I typically don't do that where, you know, I like to try products or at least get a lot of information about a product before I buy it. Yeah. And I kind of went into this blind. The price point was really tempting at three hundred dollars, and now now it's four hundred for the same model. But like as an entry point, it was really intriguing. Um, I had previously tried the Quest One, and I was impressed that it was playing games like um, Beat Saber and uh, like Space Pirate Trainer. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, that's a really good game. I really want to play that again. It is a um, lot of fun. It's uh, it's a lot more fun than I expected, but like real VR games were on it and there's no wires. And like, I thought that was incredible. Uh, the Quest 2, what's really incredible is the quality of the airplay is kind of unbelievable. Very much so. But I will say this in the last like day or so, I have had some weird occurrences happening when I'm using it. So it's specifically when I go into Steam VR. Okay. When, when I go into Steam VR, like I have a game called uh, Pistol Whip, um, which is a super cool game. Like think of like a shooter, a VR shooter game mixed with Beat Saber. Like okay. you have to shoot the guys to the rhythm of the song. Okay. And, like, oh, adorable. that's um. Uh, what's the, is that Hellsinger? No, it's called, it's called Pistol Whip. Uh, there's a game called Metal Hellsinger, I think it's called. Oh, I remember. It's basically, it's like a, it's like a Doom clone visually. Okay. But it has, like, heavy metal music and you have to, like, shoot and, and kill enemies in time with the music to, like, get higher score. It's basically just like Guitar Hero. Where like you know you hit the notes to to get higher multipliers and get a better score, but it's like a first-person shooter. Yeah, that's with that's like a lot Doom of like style visuals is. and movement. Yeah, this is that's kind of what this is, just in that more like in like the VR space. But yeah, okay, what, okay. For whatever reason, like now all of a sudden when I open the game, it fucking shits the bed, and you're lucky if you're getting two frames. I can't like get it to work i don't know what happened and the only way i've been able to fix it is to turn the resolution all the way down on the headset and then it's okay oh and i was like okay maybe it's the airplay so i got the cord i plugged the cord in same issue i'm like okay now i have no idea what's causing it like this suddenly just became a thing and i yeah. played the game previously and had no issue so I need to take a little mark off of it for that. 
obviously. I'm not going to let this thing go off without, you know, any bad marks. Like, there's... The other thing is... Um, but this is a problem with all VR, is the head fatigue. Like, wearing that thing on your head can just wear you out. Yeah. But... Yeah. The one thing I will say, and I was... I was telling Pat about it is I wound up getting this headset that or like a new strap that goes for it that has a 10,000 milliamp hour battery in it so that you can play longer. But the nice part about it is it's like a ratcheted system. Have you ever seen the PSVR? No. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. With the dial on the back? Yes. So it has like a dial on the back so that you can like crank it to a specific level to kind of tighten it onto your head. This has a similar system to that. But what I like is the 10,000 milliamp hour battery is in the back. So it counterbalances the weight from the front and the back and just makes it like a much better. It's obviously heavier, but is way less fatigue on your head because it's balanced across both sides so it's a little bit easier to deal with you're not constantly having to like lean your head back yes exactly so yeah, send me a link to that because that sounds really useful yeah um, i wound up doing that and getting a new like the face cover at the front where you put your eyes i got a new one okay. of those too which has been really nice okay what kind of material it's like a faux leather um, it's by a company called VR Cover. I heard, like, I was looking at reviews of them, and people were like, this company's great, you know, you should check out their stuff. So I was like, you know what? Sure. Because it, they were like, it comes with, they actually have hygiene covers. If you want, like, have friends over, you can just put sure. the hygiene cover on and then throw it away. Um, but it also has three different thicknesses of pad that you can put on it, so you can choose what level you want it to be at. Now, obviously, I put it at the highest level. I want the maximum comfort. And it's it, it, it honestly has improved the experience even more. Okay. You might have, we'll have to compare notes on that later. Um, Absolutely. To, to compare, I agree about the fatigue. Uh, I have, As I said, I've tried the Quest one, but I was primarily using a Lenovo Explorer, which is a Windows mixed reality headset. Uh, it's wired, it's for desktops, and it worked with Steam VR, uh, but it, it's inside out tracking kind of like this. And it was a lot heavier, and uh, I kind of didn't want to use it because of that. And the Quest 2 is a lot lighter, but I was surprised it was still kind of annoying, honestly. <laughs> like, like, I finish up and I just feel like I've got a big, like, red you know spot on my forehead from where this thing was resting it like i can still almost feel it you know yeah you feel it for like honestly maybe at, i would say like an hour after you're done like you still feel it a little bit yeah like around your around your eyes you're like uh like i hate that like i love the experience of vr it's so much fun especially it's really cool i've been playing a game that i just got today it uh it's called blade and sorcery and if this game gets a multiplayer update this game is so ridiculous like it has a few little issues that i would say it needs to look at in order to like complete the game but some of the mechanics 
in this game are so fucking cool. It's ridiculous. Like, I was playing it earlier, and one of the things that they did in a recent update, they're like, well, you know, you can sneak up on people. They're like, you don't have to crouch. You just have to move slowly. But when you go and fight enemies in the game, like, if there's other, you know, uh, enemies in the area, they'll call out so that other enemies come in and help them fight. Like calling an alarm. Exactly. In this game, you can sneak up behind them and muffle their mouth with your hand so that they can't scream. Wow. And I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. Like, I'm sneaking up on dudes like, come here and grabbing them. Fucking like, it's, it's ridiculous in a way, like, that you're doing this shit. Like, you're literally creeping up on this dude putting your hand over their mouth and like slitting their throat and you're like oh my god like what what is happening right now <laughs> like you have, to, you have to take a second afterwards like did I just do this <laughs> <laughs> but wow. dude, it's so cool like it's got all different magics that you could use like fire ice lightning there's a gravity magic um and like you can imbue it onto like weapons. Like you could have a sword. If you have a sword, you can put fire on the sword, and like the sword's animation changes and everything. It's so cool. Like super big recommend. Super big recommend for for blade and sorcery. Like it's super cool. Okay, okay. We all need to play it. All of us. Yes, well, I agree. Require me setting up my VR. Yep, you're gonna have to do it. That's such a huge pain in the ass. What do you have, by the way? The one you gave me. I don't even remember. Is that the Vive? I don't know. I think it was the Oculus. I think it was the Oculus. Or no, that's right. It was the Oculus. That's right. It's just a pain in the ass to set up because, like, I don't really have the space for it, you know? Yeah. That's. Yeah, the space is pretty crucial. That's the biggest issue with. Like the bi one of the big things for me that I I looked at with the current lot of VR was I really thought about getting the Valve Index because of the controller, mainly the controller. That knuckle the knuckles controller, controller looks really cool. Like that was huge to me. Yeah, but, the, the the touch sensitive like grip feature. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Like. The, I was thinking about that when you said like they were covering the guy's mouth to like keep him from calling out. Like if you had the grip controller, that would work even better. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's neat. And the thing is, like, but the, the reason I couldn't justify it was really two things. One is the cost. Like a thousand dollars, it may not be a lot of money for what you're getting. I mean, when you're talking about like a premium VR experience thousand dollars I think could be considered a fair price depending on who you are but sure the base stations like I don't yeah. I don't like having to set up the base stations and and do this whole thing like because then you have wires all over the place and shit like that and like I went through a lot of bullshit when I redid this room to make sure that there's minimal wires on the floor. Like I tried to make it so that I don't have wires anywhere. And just to 
have that happen because I wanted VR, I'd annoy myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's tough. Like uh, I can't really. I guess I'm kind of taking for granted just how great it is not having the wires on the quest too. I think it's, it's great. I think so. Like even when I use the single wire that it takes to hook this thing up to a computer, which is way better than anything else. Like you think about it with the Valve Index, it's probably a USB cable potentially an HDMI or a DisplayPort cable. There's probably two to three cables coming out of that thing going to your computer. Where with this, it's one cable or none. Like, yeah. that's so crazy to think about that it's one cable or none. And then on top of that, you don't have to hook anything up. You don't have to have these things attached to your walls or buy stands to put them on so that they can sit in your room somewhere. Like, you don't need any of that. It's just have the headset, have the controllers, you're done. That's all you, you put need. it on. You, you put the controller on the floor to set the floor. You draw the space around you. It's like super easy. Can I give one gripe about that? What's that? So have you done the thing where you do in-room scale mode where you can like set your couch or set like furniture in the room? Like it knows that the furniture is no. there? Okay, well you can do that. You can set it so that it knows where the furniture is. And I thought that's like, so cool. I'm like, that's that was immediately my thought. I'm like, this is such a great idea. That means I could sit down. But every time you do it, if you sit down on the couch, it's like, do you want to switch from room scale to couch? It's like, stop asking me. Just do it. I'm sitting on the couch. <laughs> just switch over. Why are you always preparing? Why don't you just go? Because the that's, thing is, well, that's the new. It's the new uh, immersion breaker feature. It, they want to oh. remind you that you're, that you're actually using technology and not actually like a part of anything. For good me, point, it's not point. even that. Like, it's not even the immersion breaking that bothers me about it. It's the fact that when it goes to that menu and then you go back into the game, it kind of fucks up the game. Like, you have like stutters that you weren't having before and shit it's like, like you that. all tabbed out. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want to be able to just go into uh, what, continue what I was doing. Like I, because nobody wants to stand playing VR for like five hours. I'm sorry. I don't believe that there's any, I don't care if you have one of them unidirect or omnidirectional fucking uh, treadmills. You still don't want to do it. Yeah, honestly. So I've been having the problem that the best space that I have is my basement. And while it has a pretty decent amount of like 2D space, the Z axis is an issue. Uh, I can't get my arms up more than like Statue of Liberty pose without hitting the ceiling. So I, <laughs> between that and just the amount of standing, I was seriously considering getting like, like a wheelie stool to sit on. <laughs> so I can butt scoot around the, the room scale space. Have you seen the, the VR stools? No. It's, oh my God. It's why I can't believe this is a thing and I didn't. It's called, even think I think about it's, it. I think it's called the cyber shoe. Like you the wear cyber shoe. Yeah. So it's like this. It's almost like having the, the, the heelys, but you wear this thing over your foot 
and then you sit in the chair and it connects to your to your oculus so that your movement is based on these things on your feet so as you move your feet sitting down you'll run but you're sitting down so you don't have to move and i'm like it's a cool idea but like if we're talking about immersion i think the fact that I'm running while sitting down will break my immersion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an immersion breaker there. I'd have to agree. Uh, I mean, I would agree too, but like... I think it's a cool idea though. You, you run yeah. in every other game. But e for like, effort. I don't know. I, I feel like VR is... It's interesting. It's hard for me to dive into because like... I don't, I don't know. I just don't see the depth for me. I, it's, it's hard to describe. Next time have you you're tried here. It? I have tried it, yes. You have? Okay. Next time you're here, I'm going to have to have you play Blade and Sorcery. Okay. It, it I might... mean, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm always willing to give it a shot, but like the, the struggle with getting it set up versus the enjoyment I actually get out of it, it's, it's not worth it that for me would... right now. Yeah, I was... Dude, I totally understand it. That's exactly yeah. where I was when I had the Vive. Like, it wasn't worth the setup for the amount of enjoyment I was getting out of it. It just wasn't. Like, it seems cool. I want to, like, be like, yeah, I'm having fun with virtual reality. But it's... I don't know, anytime I think of playing it, I think of setting it up. and it's just It just seems like a pain. Sometimes I might get a little too into it. Like the first night talking about Pat and and his ceiling height constraint. The first night that I played it, he and I were playing this game called Rec Room, which is just like a bunch of mini games in this yeah, one. You, you spot. told me about Rec Room. And it, it, it's a fun it's, game. Dude, it's so fun. But we're we're sitting in the in the rec area before we went into any games and we're shooting basketballs. There was and a daily objective that included make a basket in the, the rec room plaza or whatever. Yeah. So I'm watching as Pat's taking the shot and I hear the thump of him hit the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing. And then like literally a minute later, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though I think we should both be really glad that we have recessed lighting because yes. uh, one of the teenagers that works uh, in the shop with us came in with a bandage on his finger and asked him what did you do and he said he was playing boxing on VR oh, no. and he punched he punched a light bulb in oh. his ceiling fan and shattered the fuck out of it <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, That's how, awesome. Why was he punching towards the ceiling fan? Was he like... He was playing it could have been uppercut. Was he fighting Yao Ming, dude? Like, <laughs> Maybe he was doing like a Shoryuken. <laughs> oh, maybe like a, like a full-on uppercut. It's an yeah. advanced technique. But, like, maybe I get into it a little too much. Because we're playing this one game, I forget the name of it. It's like Quest for the Golden Trophy or something like that. Some stupid generic bullshit. It's, yeah, it's a it's a, a bow and arrow slash sword, sort of like a um, it's it's somewhere between like a shooting gallery and like a haunted hayride. Yeah. Okay. 
I can, um, I can visualize that. It, it really makes you think about it because like it's a lot of work to like do this stuff. It's fun, but like it, if you played this flat, it would be so easy. Yeah. <laughs> It will be like a basic baby game for real. It will be easier than Fall Guys. It would be. It would be easier than possible? Elden Ring. Nothing uh -huh. easier than Elden Ring. But I know it's a pretty easy game. Um, <laughs> but like it, it's it's kind of challenging in person. It makes you think about like what makes a game. It does. But the thing that I like that I laugh about is as me and Pat are playing it. Like if you get hit, like it's one hit and you're down. But you can be revived by whoever's with you. Like, if you're playing with multiple people, they can revive you. But you revive them by high-fiving. And <laughs> whenever I would get hit the first night we were playing, I would be like, uh, uh, and I'd, like, lay on the ground <laughs> and wait for Pat to, like, high-five me. <laughs> like, I'm getting way too into it. And I'm realizing as the night's going on, I'm like, it's getting harder for me to get up. <laughs> like, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> Dude, I was butt scooting around for a while. Uh, what fun, what fun. You gotta get one of them, uh... My, it was something my, my grandpa had. It was, uh, like, four two-by-fours with, like, they're nailed together with four wheels on the bottom. Okay. Like a dolly. It's basically just a dolly, yeah. But you I get one of those scooter. and you put like a, I don't know, like a, what would you have available? Like a dish pan, maybe? Okay. Like, so that you would dry dishes in. Something flat to like lay across it. And then you just butt scoot around on that. Scoot around. See, this is what I was seriously considering. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving more serious than I care to admit uh, before right now uh, consideration to doing this some of the stuff that I've seen like after getting this thing cause like now because I bought it of course our google overlords are like hey here's everything VR related yeah and would you like to see all of our ads about VR the one like some of the shit that's out there now like one of the things I saw was there's an entire haptic feedback vest that has multiple points in it of feedback. So that like, if you're playing like an FPS game in VR, like you get shot, you can feel it in different parts of your body. It's like, <laughs> this I mean, is that, out of control. Not gonna lie, that sounds pretty cool. It does. It does sound like, kind of cool, but it's <laughs> like, how much more are we gonna do? <laughs> but I, I really feel like haptic feedback is like the next step. Yeah, for sure. You know? That's interesting. I mean, because we've been kind of doing haptic feedback for a while with, like, rumble packs and shit, like, way back at the N64. Like, just the rumble feature of a controller is, like, technically haptic feedback. It, yeah. it is. It, it's literally haptic feedback. Um, and it's... Honestly, it's I think it get, adds like, a lot more than people really realize. It's just going to get way more complex as the, the technology gets better. Absolutely. Maybe they can add something to give you pain. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good thing. I'm pretty sure there was an episode of Black Mirror about that. Just yeah, has there's, that's, that's <laughs> it just probably, has needles in. <laughs> that's probably coming. It's called an Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's gonna be awful. A new the segment Iron on Maiden our show called "That's Gonna vest. Be Awful," or it's gonna be great. 
All right, fine. Don't say anything. <laughs> Make me feel no. weird about it. You are weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I can't believe you would say something like that. I don't even know what he said, but it's weird. Neither do I. I wasn't paying attention to him. <laughs> Stop being so fucking I was weird, bro. I was talking about we might Elden pay Ring. attention to you if you weren't so weird. I was talking about Elden Ring, damn it. Oh. Elden Ring. You know, the, that game that, that, that this whole podcast That we've been talking about on. the whole time. Of course. I saw that somebody added a mod to remove the Erd tree for frame rate improvements. <laughs> like a main staple of the game. Yes, they they managed to get the game running on a 1030. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The so problem the was the closer they got bad. to the Erd tree, the worse it got. Removing the Erd tree added straight up 15 FPS. Uh. That's pretty funny. That's incredible. That's, that's that's pretty goddamn funny. Isn't it? Oh, man. All right. So now I got to ask what you guys been playing. What have you been playing lately? We got to get Honestly. like a theme song for the what you play in. Segment. Yeah, yeah. What we'll just you have to imagine a little in, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thanks. Came up with it myself. One take. Honestly, we're done here. I, I feel like it's it's just like our VR sesh was was most of my gaming recently. I've been I've been a little busy. How about okay. you guys, Alex? What do you got? We got. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Satisfactory. Okay. Uh, one of my my guild buddies um, bought a server. I don't know if he bought it or he rented a server or something. Okay. But it's it's able to be run like while we're all AFK, nice, so that we nice. can log out and the, and the factory will keep running. We're so, uh, we're so having it's fun. Yeah, it's dedicated. Yeah, we're having fun. Um, it's a struggle trying to get my one buddy to try to understand like how like factory games work, like efficiency and and like I don't know. It's 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 a fun kind of struggle though. Yeah, getting that initial like it's hard to get that initial like learning curve of Yeah, how it's am it's I got a this? steep learning curve. Yeah. You, you kinda have to go through all that shit yourself, and I learned that with like Factorio. And like yeah, the more definitely. complicated shit gets, the the more complicated the bottlenecks become to fix. Yeah, they, 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 they can right be early. tough to play multiplayer in a way because skill gaps can really kinda ruin the game. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an, another thing with those kind of games, but like multiplayer with similar like skills is is fine because everyone can kind of go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if everyone has like a, a role that they're doing, then it kind of works out like that. Something that's kind of how we've been playing player. it. Come back when you're older, kid. <laughs> we had I have a funny story with Alex. That has to do with Factorio. When I think it was what when you, when we, when Alex first got Factorio, we were talking about the game, and I was like, "Yo, let me show you my my ridiculous factory here." Oh, I remember that shit. And Alex was like, "All right, how how ridiculous could it be?" So he goes to log on into my game, and. The factory is moving at such a clip his internet couldn't keep up with the with it 
it was updating. it was creating things at such a pace that i couldn't download the map fast enough <laughs> wow so i had that's to pretty pause. incredible i had to pause it and then like he could load in like it was so funny we're like because i didn't expect it to be like that obviously yeah but then all of a sudden it was just like holy shit what have I created here? Yeah, like I got to like, it was like 24% and then it got to 25% and then it went back down to 24% and then it went down to 23%. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? How am I losing stuff? I, I do love those games. I do, like, at first I didn't think I would really enjoy the, the like factory building type games, but then I did. And it was the it's, same with like the survival type games, like like the forest and stuff like that. I didn't think I'd enjoy them at first. And then once I got into them, it's like, all right, I'm in. I feel like the factory games are kind of like a puzzle. Yeah. Right? And you get like progressively like more complicated puzzles as the game goes up, but you're still using all of the pieces from before. Now with Satisfactory, like I know Satisfactory is kind of like the 3D version of uh factorio yeah it's 3d first person is there more like combat oriented in that game than factorio or i would say factorio is more combat oriented okay like there are hostile enemies but there's not like a faction that's hostile to you not all of the wildlife is hostile to you gotcha it's more that the environment is hostile like there's there's poison clouds uh, there's like bees, there's like aggressive, like turtle monster things. I don't know. Okay. Like there are hostile animals, but like they don't come in mass like the, the biters do in Factorio. Gotcha. And, and there's not really any sort of like defensive technology. You just like, oh, and you have like a, like a, like a taser and then you <laughs> upgrade it to a sword. And then eventually, oh. like, you get a rebar gun that takes a half hour to reload. I did not expect it to go from a taser to a sword. Yeah. It's, like, that was not the direction I was expecting. But that's basically how it goes. Like, you get the... You start... It's called, like, the techno zapper or whatever. Something zapper. And you kind of, like, poke things with it. And then once you, you get, like, to a certain research level, it's like, oh, now you can buy the Xeno Basher. And it's a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like. And then you get the gun, which is it. You know, who it's a gun. Who needs courage? Who needs courage? I have a gun. When you give out a gun. But yeah, like I, I thought about getting satisfactory. I just never got around to it. It's that. It's the age-old problem of games now, where you're like, oh my god, there's a million of them. I need. There's so many of them, dude. It's like, yeah, well, just deal with this. Was that on Game Pass? It uh, may have been. I don't think so, actually. It may have been. I thought I saw it on there. Hmm. Uh, this is war. This investigation for for thirty bucks. Like, and I think I've gotten my money's worth out of it. Yeah, I, like Any, yeah. anything more than that is is just gravy. So here, here's an interesting question um, that I have for the two of you. What do you consider, how do you qualify a game as being worth the money you paid? Like, what is the parameters that you use that you're like, all right, this was worth what I paid for? 
subjective enjoyment. Okay. Um, like I, I'd say it's kind of like civilization. There are multiple win conditions. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I, I like and a lot of it, like I'll admit, it's subjective. Like I I may not feel like I got my money's worth out of a game, even if like I might have. Even if I put like forty hours into a ten dollar game, if I didn't enjoy my time with it, I'm like that was not worth it. Yeah, because I hear that as an argument a lot. It's like oh well, I got. You know, the game was $15 and I got 30 hours out of it, so it was worth it. It's like, but did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, did you... It's not about... Did did you enjoy it? Did you get something from it? If it wasn't an enjoyable experience, like... Or I guess enjoyable is a very, you know, blanketed term, but... Yeah, Did you get something from it? Did you get something from this game that you would consider a positive, a net positive? Like, I remember... When I bought um, the game Astalon Tears of the Earth, which I played on stream, like, all in, like, two streams. I played the entire game in two streams. It was, like, 17 hours because I wound up playing it one night for, like, 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it was... I, I initially was like, I'm not sure about this game. I don't know if it's going to do it for me, whatever. You know, it's 20 bucks. Am I really willing to pay 20 bucks for this game? I got every fucking penny out of that game. Like, I enjoy, like, I would go back and play it again. It's that type of game. And, like, that's, that's really what it is for me. Like, not every game has to have a replay value. I think certain games, like, it's better to play it once. Oh, um, I sure. mean, Go ahead. so a game that I, I felt like wasn't worth the money I, I spent on it. Rocket League. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, Rocket League. The Stanley Parable, actually. Okay. Did you play the Stanley Parable? Yes. Like, at first I thought it was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, this is kind of funny. And then I realized it didn't go further than the one gimmick for like 15 hours. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're joking about how, you know, oh, you got to work within the confines of the game, but you're not actually doing that now. But like, I'm still very clearly playing a game. Like, I'm still clearly within the confines of whatever it is you allow me to do. Like, these voice lines are pre-recorded. And you're just kind of being like, ha ha, games are weird, aren't they? Like, yeah, I get it, dude. Do something with it. Yeah. I paid like $3 for that game, played it for 15 hours. And I, I don't feel like it was worth it. I'll be honest. The Stanley Parable. So back when I still was using my YouTube channel regularly, when I was putting out videos like every every like every day. Back when IndieBox existed, I got a Stanley Parable IndieBox, and it was the only IndieBox I did out of all of them. Where I was like, this indie box kind of sucks. Like, it was the only one. And I got probably like 10, 15 boxes in total. Like, that one sucked. Because all of them came with like, cool, interesting stuff that had to do with the game. This one came with like, a hello, my name is tag. Like a sticker. It, It came with like, a really, really, really cheap, shitty tie. Like... I was like, this this is the worst box I ever got by a long shot. Like, and it's not even like, okay, this one was okay. No, it was bad. 
it was a bad box. And I remember making the video because I, at the time, was partnered with IndieBox. And they were not thrilled about the fact that I kind of shit on the box. But I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm giving you my honest feedback here. Like, this box, if this you're talking- shit sucks, bro. Yeah, like, if you're talking about me paying, or you're talking about people paying anywhere between, you know, 15 to $30 a month for these boxes, like, I expect to get something higher quality out of it because if not why don't i just buy the game yeah like i could just buy the game for a lot cheaper like that axiom verge statue i have was i think that was one of their first boxes that they ever did and that thing is fucking awesome that's a unique piece of swag exactly like that's the type of thing you want you want something that's going to make it like something that you want to show off have either of you ever seen the tie that I have from Stanley Parable? No. Of no. course you haven't, because I threw it away. That's good. I threw it away because I'm like, this is the, like I wouldn't even wear it as a tie. Like it's one purpose. <laughs> so I definitely feel you. I definitely feel you <laughs> in the Stanley Parable. Thing. Stanley Parable sucks. This is not the Stanley Parable sucks podcast. <gasps> Fuck you, Stanley Parable. Hop on the scrap heap of history along with Overwatch. <laughs> with Overwatch. There it is again. <laughs> That's what, three three straight episodes? Dude, fuck yeah. Overwatch. Yeah, dude, I, I I would have to agree with what you just said. What, fuck Overwatch? That is correct. Didn't they just do like a um like a survey of some sort talking about the pricing of things in the game where all right have have either of you guys heard about this that they no, they, they, no, they okay this is a new story to me so they did a survey asking about like pricing for stuff in the game since the game's supposed to be free um i'll give you a, a couple of notes from it so the survey lists proposed prices for weapons skins and charms asking players if they'd be willing to pay $44.99 for a single mythic skin, $24.99 for a legendary skin, $29.99 for a legendary bundle, or $9.99 for a weapon charm. $45 for a skin for a gun. They didn't even game. charge that for the game, dude. No! <laughs> That is so fucking absurd to me. Remember that thing I said earlier about Rec Room and how it made you question what video game even is? Yes. I'm kind of having the same feeling, but bad. Okay. <laughs> like, I just... And the thing is, like, I understand the argument that they can make is, well, there's people that are willing to pay it. It's like, okay, I get that. I get that people are willing to pay it. That, that's not the point here. That's not the point. Like, I'm. you're not going to change my opinion because people are willing to pay it by saying, oh, well, people are willing to pay it. That means that, you know, uh, crate hunting in CSGO isn't predatory. Like, yes, it is. Like, at the end of the day, just because they'll pay it doesn't mean it's a good idea. 
Like, it doesn't... I mean, people will pay for a lot of things that are generally not good ideas. That's true. This is true. You know, it, it's very true, but... I, I can't... It's stand. not a good argument. I, I that I'm agreeing with you is, is my ultimate point. Like, it's it's not a good argument for to say, like, oh, well, people will pay it. Yeah, like... Fucking so... Isn't that also true of, like, drugs? Yeah. But, and the thing is, ultimately, that I think really gets to me when it comes to that type of stuff is the same thing as when we talked a couple months back, maybe not on the podcast, but we talked a couple months back about the gambling on Twitch. Like, the problem, the main problem I have with it is that a good portion of the audience that's going to play this game or whatever is kids, teenagers, obviously adults play, and whatever. If you want to go no holds bar with fucking adults, whatever. Like, you're an adult, you make your own decisions. But the problem is it's going to prey on those that are younger, that don't know any better, and that's how you see these issues of hearing news stories of, oh, this kid got a hold of his mom's credit card and spent $10,000 on gems in Clash of Clans or whatever. Like, that's <laughs> how you hear these stories. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it's it, problematic. It causes that, for sure. It, it incentivizes that kind of thing. It makes it possible. But it's also just, it makes the game sound cheap to me. It, absolutely. Like, like, this sounds more like, more like Candy Crush to me than, you know, Elden Ring, a, a respected video game, despite its very low difficulty. Yes. Um, I, I have no desire to buy a game where I have to frequently spend money. Well, you don't have to buy it. It's free, dude. Didn't you hear? <sighs> don't you know? You're right. You're right. But, but it's a good game. But you're going to be looked at as a pleb when you don't have the mythic skin and you're still using like what do they call it? In, what do they call it in Fortnite when you have the just the generic skin? Default. default. Is, is, is that what people You don't say? want to get like, defaulted, dude. Yeah, like you're you're just defaulting out here like you're going to get insulted and you're going to get bullied. For sure, off the dude, internet, all the teenagers are going to roast me. For sure, I'll be yeah. I will be the villain of TikTok. <laughs> you better TikTok. fucking believe it. Okay. All right. I didn't know um, you were going to go to TikTok, but all right. No, they're gonna they're gonna roast me on TikTok, and I won't even know because I'm a grandpa. <laughs> because you don't have TikTok. No, because I'm not a teenager. I can't get into the secret club because I don't I don't want TikTok on my fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's the you know it's the the conversation that we had about the whole thing with gambling on Twitch, like. I don't care what your what your fucking argument is of well I'm not a I'm not a role model. I don't give a fuck whether you think you're a role model or not. Like you have a platform and what you're doing incentivizes people or 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 gives people an idea of doing something that really they shouldn't be doing. Like especially when you know your audience. You know your audience better than anybody. Like I know what my audience is. I know the age of my audience. I know the demographic of my audience. Obviously, nobody's going to know it better than you do. Like, you're the one who has to pay attention to that type of thing. Because then, for a lot of people who do this type of stuff, you kind of cater what you do around 
your audience, which makes sense. If you're doing this to make it for a living, you're gonna you're gonna do it around what your audience wants to see. I don't do that because spoiler report. I don't give a fuck what they think. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, hit him with a spoiler report. Like you know who's watching your streams, and you know that you have a younger audience. And I get it. You shouldn't be punished for wanting to play, you know, if you want to gamble on, you know, the online or whatever, you should have every right to do it. I'm not, I don't think any of us would argue that point. I think the point that any of us would argue is you could do it on your own. Don't, don't fucking promote this shit when you're getting paid potentially millions of dollars by stacks.com or whatever it's called, you know, or stake.com. That's what it is. You're getting paid millions of dollars by them, like literally per month promoting this shit. Why would, if you don't think that it's a problem, why would they pay you that much money? How could they afford to give you that much money if the, the kids that are watching you weren't making them more than that? That's the question you got to ask yourself. No, it's clearly worth it. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I think we should just cancel it. Cancel the whole internet. I, I, I'm kind of scared. I'm, I am definitely like kind of frightened by the proliferation of online gambling. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it. Uh, that might make me like a prude or something, uh, but I think it's pretty scary. Um, I, I, I worry for so many people. Uh, I see these commercials where it's like the, the the four guys are like the astronauts and they're blasting off in a space shuttle and then like it, it cuts this was actually a metaphor and they're at the bar all cheering for something and then it freeze frames and the guy is explaining how they're all hanging out betting on their phones on sports bet or whatever the fuck you know I mean, bleep out that name for me I don't want to get you know whacked here but like <laughs> You know, I'm watching it. It's just like they're they're giving you this illusion that like you're going to be hanging out with your buddies. But like the reality is that like if that happens, it's going to happen very briefly and you're going to be some schmuck sitting on your couch, like just dreading the next bet. Yeah, there's so something within that vein that I've noticed specifically with the sports betting. Like I hear a lot of those commercials on the radio, like on my way to and from work. It's everywhere. What really gets me the most about it is they they have this line towards the end of the commercial. Like they always say like, "Oh, you get your your first bet is risk-free up to like $500." Yep. And at the end of the commercial, they they make sure to let you know that your refund is only available to you in non-renewable or uh, non-withdrawable site credit. Yep. So like your first bet isn't actually free. It just, you might lose it twice. Like, you have to lose it twice to actually lose it. You can't actually you get, get that one money do over. Yes. Yeah, you can't actually get that money back. You get a mulligan, like but not money. It, it's literally a mulligan. You can only yeah. use that in golf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not necessarily arguing to say I feel like it should be banned. I just think it's really scary. Um, I think it warrants um, attention. It's a treacherous I road. Agree. Yeah. I think it warrants very serious attention, but the reality is I think it's going to become more common. So if you're listening now 
and this is affecting you in any way, all I'm gonna say is just be really careful what you do with your money. There are smarter things you can do. Go buy a regular video game like Elden Ring that costs one price, and you can play it as much as you want, and you can save your money. Elden Ring, it's a, it's a great game. That's why we made an entire podcast around it. There's an initial upfront cost, it's true, and it's significant. But you know what you're spending and what you're getting. You're getting an easy game for babies that you're going to enjoy for several hundred thousand hours. I, I don't think there's a better pet pitch than that. Yeah, yeah don't dude. gamble. Play Elden Ring. Send that to print. <laughs> Send it out, baby. <laughs> All right, so now that I've done my PSA. <laughs> it was a good PSA. That was good. Yeah, dude. So, you know. Out just, here saving just, babies. Just, just be careful, I guess, is what we're getting at. Just be yeah, very for careful. Real. Be, be mindful. Like... It, uh, obviously, you hear it at the end of all those commercials. If you have a gambling problem, contact this number. Like, if you, th- the, the thing is, I think all of us know, like, if we're predisposed to something like that, like, perfect example, I have to get endoscopies done every year for my stomach ulcers. And the first year I got it done, you know, they put me under and everything. And the minute I woke up, I just looked at my dad and I'm like, that is not cool. And he's like, what? I'm like, that shit's too good. Like, getting put under is a really nice feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was a really nice feeling. And I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I could probably potentially have a problem with that. So I might want to try to avoid it. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to stay away from that. So that's why... That's why, like, I know I'm kind of predisposed to a gambling problem, which is why I don't go to casinos. Like, I don't. I went to a casino for my bachelor party, and that was to kind of like splurge. But I only brought like so much money. Yeah, yeah there are ways to to limit it. If you treat it as something other than like a profit motive, then you can have a good time. Um, but that's the thing is, I think that literally everybody should consider themselves predisposed to problem gambling because like it only takes a, a couple of like really good bets to get that adrenaline rush yeah oh yeah you know it doesn't take a long time of, of, of problem gambling to really fuck up and that but that's why like any game that offers like gambling to me like I'll I'll, I'll play it that's why when I <laughs> when I heard that uh, GTA 5 had added a casino I'm like you know what maybe now's the time to try it out scratch the itch yeah, yeah. You know what? Sure. But it's not a terrible way to do it. Like it, it's smart. There's nothing no, it's, to it's lose. In a, it's in a safe environment. And like same thing with uh, what is it? Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Yeah. I played so much fucking Hold'em in that game. Yeah. Like that was most of what I that was that might have been like probably like a third of my time in that game was just playing poker. That's one of the things I do in in Tower Unite a lot. Like. You go to the you go to the casino in the game, and I just recently found out about this. I had no idea it existed, but there is a high stakes Texas Hold'em room. I had no idea it existed, oh. and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going in." Went in and wound up walking away like qu- or tripling my money, 
And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And I, now, like, every so often, I go in the game and I shit talk people and basically bully them until the play ice takes hold of them. <laughs> like, I'm part of the problem, man. I'm realizing just now that I'm part of the problem. Just now. <laughs> just now. <laughs> like, Damn, I'm sitting you here like... jerk. I'm sitting here like... Guys, don't gamble as I bully people into gambling. As you gambling. bully people into gambling in Tower Unite. <laughs> oh, bad person. The gambling boogeyman is out here corrupting children. <laughs> 1K blinds, you won't. 1K, dude. It's You're sneaking five, in with kids' costumes and Among Us. It's 5K to get to the table. Oh, well then. And you have to have 200000 in your bank account in the game if you want to play at the table. <laughs> So you better be ready. So this is like actual high stakes. Yeah. Like my my big thing in the game, my way of bullshitting people is I'm like, come on, come on, you gotta come play. And then once we're playing, if I win a hand, I'm like, motherfucker's gonna go out and buy some honeyos back to that generic cereal, bitch. Like you can't, <laughs> you, you can't get the good stuff. <laughs> That's and a good one. Get some frosted mini spooners. One guy, I have to give him credit. Um, I, and I'm going to just give him a shout out on, on the stream. This guy by the name of Fried Bunny. I played with him. And this comment killed me. I was laughing so fucking hard when he said it. He's like, yo, man, maybe like we're playing with a couple people. He's like, maybe you can afford like the good shit cereal now. Maybe you can get Captain Crunch peanut butter edition <laughs> like, peanut butter edition peanut butter edition <laughs> like, just, all right that's pretty good that's pretty that good. way of saying it is so good peanut like i will never call it like peanut butter captain crunch anymore it's now captain crunch peanut butter edition <laughs> that's like some dijon ketchup right there yeah right <laughs> so man a lot of crazy stuff. We actually hit some real topics and some not so real topics. This yeah. Week. It was pretty cool. But I like. That's right. I've been liking this format. Like, I like this a lot better. Where. Kind of like freeform. Yeah, like we're just bullshitting. I like just this. Kind of vibing. Yeah. For but sure. I agree. It, 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 it's a good thing. And if you guys it's are enjoying thing. it, if you're enjoying it, be sure. Go to Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. We, I, I don't know if I told you this, guys, but we are currently rated five stars on Apple. Oh, we're the Yo! best. We are a five-star rated, which means we are the best podcast in the world. We're number one. We're we number a, one. We have a five-star rating. Follow us on Spotify. I'm looking into getting us on SoundCloud, but I don't know exactly what like the deal is there. I don't know if I have to actually like upload them there or if I can use the RSS feed like I do for everything else. So we might be on SoundCloud at some point. You can find us on Google Podcast as well. Make sure to follow and like and give stars and all the all the doodly doos that people yeah, do. Yeah, scrumble now. us on the Grimbler. Scrumble us on the Grimbler. Pick it up at the 7-Eleven next to the ketchup packets <laughs> and the hot dogs. Um... What else? If what you else follow us on literally every platform of he just said, then I will give you a big smooch in VR. Damn, big dude. smooch, dude. He's That's a, big a promise. 
Damn. That's a problem. But you have to you have to do all the platforms. You gotta send me visual proof, notarized proof, uh, through the proper channels. Um, I won't and mention. Then it has here. to be blessed by a rabbi. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. So. Do you guys have anything you want to promote? Anything you want to promote before we end this thing off? Uh, don't gamble. Play uh, Elden Ring. You almost said uh, Sekiro, didn't you? I almost said Satisfactory, actually. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm also going to promote Elden Ring at this time. Okay. I, I actually do have something that I want to promote. Or two things I actually want to promote. One thing the guys know about. One thing they don't. So. This, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, the 13th of August, I will be doing a live stream that day. It is my 10-year anniversary stream. That was the first day I streamed on Twitch, not on the Selonium, but on my original channel 10 years ago. So I'm going to do a 10-year stream. There's going to be games with you know, the audience, and I'll be doing all sorts of stuff. I'm not giving anything away, so don't ask. I'm not giving you shit. You give me shit. It's my anniversary, not yours. Get wrecked, yeah, you nerd. Give out gifts on your birthday. Who, who do they think you are? Jesus? Exactly. Right? So, make sure to be there and hang out with us. There's gonna be some cool games. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Twitch.tv slash the Selonium. You should be there. Do it. The other thing that I wanted to announce. This was a recent decision I made. I've been going over it for a while in my head and I finally decided I'm gonna pull the trigger. It'll probably start at the beginning of September, but two to three days a week, there will be videos going up on the Selonium YouTube channel again. The difference is that I made a decision that I want to make videos about JRPGs. Well, not about JRPGs, playing JRPGs, because they're my favorite type of game. Of any game, they're the ones I enjoy the most. And the issue is trying to play them on stream is kind of difficult because they're so long. Like, you have this issue of you're going to be spending all your time, especially with me not streaming as much now as I used to, I'd be spending all my time playing JRPGs if I decided to play JRPGs, if that makes any sense. So the decision is I'm going to play JRPGs that I've never played before and some that like I have on my YouTube channel. They're going to be longer videos, maybe like 30 minutes of video, and they're going to be no cuts, no edits, straight long play type footage. So if you want to see that, youtube.com slash Thessalonium, you can find it there. I will potentially be posting VODs of my streams on there as well. So there's my big announcement. A huge, big, huge. That I have. It's you heard it. You can't unhear, unhear it. <laughs> Tales of disinterest. Nobody cares. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Thank you. It's a tale of mild interest. Tale I care mild. plenty. Tale of mild interest. I like that. I like that. But... I think with that, I, I think this one's in the books. What do you guys think? Yeah, write it down. Put Stick it a in, fork in it. It's it done. In the books. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we're out of here, which means 
Alex, say the line. Whatever time it happens to be, wherever it is you happen to be, fuck you. Yeah, there we go, baby. Can't believe you guys bullied now. me into changing my catchphrase. <laughs> we didn't. That was always it. Oh, yeah, sure.